1: Hey there, Grant Cardone, New York Times bestselling author, affected hundreds of billions of dollars in sales and $1 billion owner of real estate. What's up, everyone? This is Cole Hatter from Thrive. Hey, this is Brandon Turner from Bigger Pockets. If you want to 10X your network like I have, and
2: if you want to make your money matter, if you want to learn how to invest in your relationship, you should be listening to
1: Build Your Network Podcast. Build Your Network. Build Your Network Podcast. With my good friend,
0: Travis Chapel. Travis Chapel. Welcome back to the show. Hey there, welcome back to another compilation episode here on the Builder Network podcast. We are currently in the middle of a series about mentorship and masterminds, and I cannot wait to share all of the golden nuggets in today's episode with you all. But first, you hear my guests and I talk a lot about masterminds on the show, especially in this segment. If this is a new term to you or you've always kind of wondered exactly what a mastermind is or what it does or why you should join one, or how much they are, where you can find them, all those different types of details, you are definitely going to want to take my free mastermind course. It is everything you need to know about masterminds in just six short lessons. It's 100% free, so there's literally no reason to not at least see what it's about. Just head over to freemmcourse.com enroll, freemmcourse.com enroll to grab that course. It's totally free. And start that today. Hey there, welcome back to the show. Today, I am really excited to bring you guys another compilation episode. These episodes are quickly turning into a lot of people's favorites just because they're super succinct, short to the point, and uh, lots, just, just jam-packed full of amazing content from amazing guests that have all been in the past. And if you're new to the show and uh, you, you're you listening to one of these guests and you're like, man, I really like this person's stuff and you're really resonating with that particular person, just know that each and every person that's on these compilation episodes, they have a full-length interview somewhere in the past on the show. So just head over to TravisChappell.com to search for whatever person ends up intriguing you the most. And uh, they have an entire episode here on the show. They're not just these little clips that are put for these episodes. These are just compilations of past guests in past episodes. So. That being said, today, I'm really excited to bring you this topic of real estate investing, how to get started in real estate investing. Um, This is something that's a huge part of my financial plan is real estate, and I love talking about it, and I love bringing on amazing guests to talk about it, and I cannot think of three more qualified people to come on the show and talk about how to get started in real estate investing. So Today, we're bringing on Grant Cardone, Cole Hatter, and Brandon Turner. Grant Cardone is a multiple New York Times bestselling author. He manages a fund that has over $1 billion in assets now in just real estate and mostly A and B class uh, real estate apartment buildings and different things like that. Um, So Grant knows his stuff. He's written literal multiple books on how to invest in real estate, and uh, he trains on it constantly. And then we have Cole Hatter coming on, who's a personal friend, mentor of mine, runs an event called Thrive, which you might've heard me raving about because it is my favorite business event of the year. But Cole is also a real estate investor and a real estate trainer. So he has taught real estate on stage for over 5,000 hours, over 5,000 hours, just real estate training on stage. So he definitely knows what he's talking about when it comes to that. And the thing that I like about everybody on this episode is they all bring a different strength to the table so then the last guy is Brandon Turner and he's the host of the Bigger Pockets podcast which is the largest real estate investing podcast and community in the world literally and uh, i had the the privilege of going on uh, a bigger pockets very recently so if you want to check that out you can go over to their Uh, podcast and look for my episode on there. But like I said, every single one of these guys brings a different taste to the conversation. So Grant is all about apartment buildings, apartment buildings, apartment buildings, and uh, long-term passive income. Cole is an active real estate investor, does a lot of flips down in Southern California. And uh, he also does some buy and hold stuff. And he's looking to do a lot more of that now, but uh, he's, he's always been actively involved in real estate investing. And then Brandon does like Brandon does basically everything. Like he touches every aspect of, of the business and now getting into mobile home park investing and different things like that himself. So um, this is going to be an episode that's jam-packed full of amazing content on the topic of real estate investing specifically. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. But first, before we get into that, just really quickly, I put together a totally brand new, absolutely free live training on the three best kept secrets to building the network of your dreams. In this masterclass, I'm going to show you how you can make the ultimate shift from struggling to add value to others, feeling expendable and disconnected and not knowing what's holding you back to finally reaching your potential and building your dream network. So if relationships with people aren't your cup of tea, then just ignore what I'm about to say. But if they are, then you're going to want to head over to travischapelcom slash masterclass to get registered for the next class because you are going to love how it feels to be able to connect with anyone you want to connect with. Again, that's travischappell.com slash masterclass. And now here is real estate with Grant Cardone, Cole Hatter, and Brandon Turner. So I want to talk about that. This is something that was polarizing to me when I first started following your content a couple of years ago uh-huh. and that's don't buy a house. Yeah. yeah Since yeah, then yeah. I've implemented that and yeah. found it to be a hundred percent accurate yeah. <laughs> because of a bad deal that I bought when I was like 21, 22. Right. Right. So talk a little bit about that. Why is it bad to buy a house that goes against literally everything that everybody tells you to do?
1: Look, houses were made for banks. Okay. Houses were not made for people. You need to live somewhere, but you do not need to sign a 30 year note for the place you live in. Mm. House is a ball and a chain that weighs, it's in the cement mm. and you can't leave it. Yeah. Okay, You do not want to buy a house. One door
0: is not an investment. One door is a liability. A liability, yeah, exactly. That so, was the biggest change, mindset shift for me because yeah. I'd always thought of it as an asset. You buy yeah. a house, it's an asset. You, know, yeah. you don't buy a asset, car because that's a liability. It's an asset for assets. A,
1: yeah. a car <laughs> is a better investment than a house is. Hmm.
0: This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need a hire, you need Indeed. I would buy a car
1: before I bought a house. Really? I'd what, buy uh, a boat. I think I might buy a boat before. And a boat is like as bad as it is. Yeah. A house is a because you guys have been hypnotized. Yeah. You have been lied to so heavily. Yeah. Now I know all my real estate friends out there that like a lot of real estate biz- people do business with me, the guys that sell real- residential real estate. I am not going to convince the whole world that a house is a bad deal. It's so ingrained in
0: mm-hmm. people's like, I got to own yeah. it. I got to it. what have- about equity, Grant? What about equity?
1: Yeah. I'm going to create equity other places.
0: <laughs> right. So I don't want. Yeah. It, so to it, be it, clear here, he's not saying don't buy real estate. No, no. No, that is not. I yeah. own more real estate than everybody watching right now. Right. So I own don't buy where you live.
1: Don't buy where I live. I don't need to own where I live. What I want to do is I want to own real estate that I can rent to others. I only want to own what pays me every month. Okay. Like I don't buy land. Nobody should buy land. That's a speculation. Okay. I would buy land if it was producing oil. Mm-hmm. And if I was getting a pump every month, right. If I got a check, if I only buy things that give me checks. So now that brings me to the plane. Cause somebody's going to be like, dude, you bought a plane mm-hmm. plane doesn't pay you. Yes, it does. Plane gets me to the pay. Plane gets me to the network. Mm. So when I got on that plane, when I bought the first plane, Jared, our VP of sales says, we were going through Dallas. I was still flying commercial at the time. And he's like, we met the VP of some company. And he's like, you know, Grant, when you buy the plane, we won't meet the VP of the company anymore. Mm. I said, no, we won't, dude. Now we'll meet the owner. (laughs) Okay. We pay for that plane in three months. Wow. The first plane was paid for in three months. Why? Because I can get to places. Time is money, right? Warren Buffett's bought one house his whole life. His entire life. Wow. One twenty-eight dollars house. That's not how he made his money. He made his money. He didn't build equity in that. He bought companies, right? He, mm-hmm. by the way, he doesn't invest in the stock market. He buys companies. Yeah. He's not a risk taker. He invests in sure things. So the jet gets me to people, that gets me to a network, that gets me to more money.
0: Yeah, so that's an easy explanation for me then. Because every time I say that to somebody, somebody's like, you own the house you're living right now or are you renting? Oh, I'm renting. Oh, it's a great time to buy. I'm like, no, oh, yeah. I have three or four other houses that you know that I own. But I just rent those out. Like, well, why, don't, why not just buy the house, you know, that you have right now? And then I'm just like, well, I, you know, I buy, I buy where I can rent out and I rent yeah. where I can live. Yeah. And everybody's always questioning that. So I guess yeah. the short answer would be like, ask Warren Buffett. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear this conversation. I mean, yeah. you want to have a two hour
1: argument at dinner? Just say, hey, a house is a dumb asset for assets. It was for banks, man. Those houses were built for banks. Yeah. You would not have the banking industry today if it wasn't for home loans.
0: So what do you invest in then?
1: The only thing I buy is multifamily or office, possibly office, income-producing properties. They Something to, that pays you. They have to cash flow for yeah. month one.
0: Okay. So it's, Is you know, there a cap rate that you usually look for when no, you're- No,
1: we're not cap rate-driven. Right. We're location-driven, market-driven, job-focused, like markets that the Austins, the Nashvilles, the Tampas, the Orlandos, the Dallass the Houstons, markets where there's growth, Salt Lake City. What are talking about, Vegas right now? I love Vegas. Okay. Yeah, I like Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> So I like those in multifamily. I do not like them for houses. I hate Vegas for a house. So those houses will get cut in half.
0: This episode of the show is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Hiring used to be hard multiple job sites, stacks and stacks of resumes, a confusing review process, but today hiring can be easy and you only have to go to one place to get it done, ziprecruiter.com slash B-Y-N. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands and thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. In fact, it's so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter Get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash B-Y-N. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-Y-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash B-Y-N. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. What's up, everybody? Just wanted to take a quick second and give a shout out to my favorite new podcasting app, Himalaya. If you are not listening to podcasts on this app, you are definitely missing out. It's like a social media app, but for podcast listeners. Follow your go-to shows, like and comment on your favorite episodes, and download professionally curated playlists made just for you. So head on over to your App Store or Google Play Store, download Himalaya today, and then thank me later. How did you start into real estate? Because I know that there's a lot of people out there that would you know, love, quote unquote, to get into real estate investing, but they think that there's a huge barrier to entry that you got to have a lot of money to play with. Did you start with a good amount of money? Did you go get some loans? Did you start just wholesaling? How did you get into it?
3: So I found real estate accidentally. I was actually a firefighter and got in a really bad car accident, not on the job, in my personal life that ended my firefighting career for the time. And while I was recovering, actually had to move into my mom and dad's house because I was so hurt. I couldn't even care for myself. And as I was learning how to walk again, when I got on my wheelchair, I'd have to like go out and practice walking. And, you know, the neighbors were a real estate couple. They lived in a big, beautiful house, drove big, beautiful cars. And in just conversations with them, I saw how much money they made and the freedom that they had that, you know, during the work day, while all the houses were empty, they were outside and had a lot of freedom. And so I thought, you know what, I don't know if I'll ever physically be capable of being a firefighter again. Maybe I just do real estate for a little bit as a real estate agent to make some money until I can go back to the fire department. Hmm. Real estate agent very quickly turned into a real estate investor because they accidentally walked into a real estate investment workshop. I thought that everybody that did real estate did the exact same thing. I didn't realize there was a difference. So. I'd been a real estate agent, no joke, for about three weeks. Like I had just passed the test, <laughs> did my fingerprints, and was looking to hang my license at a brokerage. Yeah. And walked into this room and realized, wow, there's a big difference between profits and commissions. Right. As a right. real estate agent, I'm gonna be chasing commissions. As a real estate investor, I get to make all these profits. So that's when I made the change in my mind. Like you said, obviously it does take money. The good news is it doesn't take your money. So, you know, people say it takes money to make money. At least in real estate, that is true because you got to buy houses. The good news is it doesn't take your money. So a lot of people use that saying as maybe a scapegoat to like say, hey, listen, I would do real estate, but I just don't have any money and it takes money to make money. Mm -hmm. Well, at 21 years old, living with my parents, having recovered from a tragic car accident that ended my career, I had no money at all. And so to answer your question, I didn't get bank loans. I worked with creative financing and I found people to do a joint venture partnership where I said, hey, you're really rich. I've got nothing but time. Let's partner. You fund the deals. I'll do hundred percent of the work. You sit back and do nothing and we'll split the profits 50 50. And I found a gentleman actually at my church of all places that was interested in doing that. That's how we did our first couple of deals. And I should mention my dad became my business partner as well. I sat my dad down and said, dude, Let's go you know, buy, fix, and flip real estate. He saw a lot of opportunity because at this time it was 2005 and yeah. real estate was exploding right, here in Southern right. California. Like you literally couldn't lose. Right. So my dad became my partner. We went out, we raised the money with a third gentleman that was our lender and that was the beginning of it. And that guy lend, you know, probably lent on, oh, 20 or so of our deals. And then by that time we had experience, we started developing our network. We met other lenders and instead of doing joint venture partnerships where we had to give up half the profits we started borrowing like hard money private money mm-hmm. at a set interest rate yeah. and uh, you know we could talk about that as well that you know giving up half the profits is really expensive and i know people that turn deals down because they're like i'm not going to give up half the profit but for me at 21 i said it's better to make 50% of something than 100% of nothing right, so right. that's where my career began and then uh, eventually you know built relationships with lenders where I would pay them interest on the money I borrowed, but I would keep all the profits.
0: And that's what I love about what you... The two words that I picked out of that whole thing was creative financing because you're 21 years old, you have no money, but not just no money. You have no way to prove to the banks that you can pay back your loan. So you can't go to a traditional lender and be like, oh, here's my tax return, give me a loan because you don't have a tax return because you don't have a job. (laughs) So you have to go find somebody to be like, all right, so here's some money. If you can find a deal, I have some money because who doesn't like to make money? That's like the probably the biggest thing that I pulled out of that was the creative financing, because the bottom line is if you're out there and you're thinking, I want to get into real estate investing, you can do it and you do not need your money. There's plenty and plenty of ways to go and secure funding and financing. If you can do the work and find the deals, there's no shortage of money. There's a shortage of deals.
3: Totally. Let me help your audience even more. So the way that this works, in addition to creative financing, it's called asset-based lending. And so although at 21 i had a decent credit score not a long credit history but a decent credit score i had no tax returns because i was unemployed living at my parents house recovering from my car accident literally on disability right and so another thing that hangs people up of wanting to go raise money is maybe they don't have the best credit score or maybe they don't have solid tax returns and what asset-based lending is within creative financing is they look at the deal and not the borrower and so because this gentleman and I were buying houses at 60% under market value and then renovating them. So we're only into them, maybe 80% of what's called their ARV, their after repair value. There was enough margin in there that he didn't care what my credit score was because the deal had enough profit and enough spread that that was the safety. And so that's another thing that while we're on that subject and while you're encouraging your audience to, if they're interested in real estate, not let the financing be an issue, The next thing that some people think of is, okay, yeah, there's creative financing, but I couldn't qualify for that either. And the reality is that if you brought somebody a deal with enough margin, where the purchase price and repairs was significantly below what the market value of that property is, lenders will look at the asset, and care less about the borrower. Now, I don't want to say care less. They want to make sure you know real estate, hmm. but care less about the financials of the borrower. Care more about the expertise of the borrower, knowing what they're doing in their business. How much
0: time when you were first starting into all this goal? How much time did you spend scouring the
3: MLS or looking at properties and trying to find these deals? All day, every day. All day. I mean, day. you know, nothing comes easy. I've been able to make millions of dollars. And, you know, there's Gary V talks about this a lot. We were just talking about Gary before we pressed record. Right. And a lot of people look at him and say, man, you're so successful. How'd you do it? And he's like, I was grinding for 17 years as an entrepreneur before I recorded the very first wine library TV. Right. You don't see all of that foundational work and effort. You just see the Gary V today running a $180 million company with 600 employees. And a lot of people look at me today and they say, oh my gosh, cool. You got so lucky. But those first few years. 12 years ago, I freaking grinded. And so I was looking at deals, networking. I was going to networking events called RIA groups for real estate investors. It's R E I a real estate investor associations. And I was studying, that's the main thing beyond even looking for deals. I was studying the business. I was going to live trainings that I could afford. I was buying coaching programs that I could afford, which I couldn't afford much. I was racking up credit card debt because I was like, screw it. I'm going all in. And it worked out for me. So I don't want to make this sound so easy that your listeners, Oh yeah, you just find a creative financer. You you know, it's asset-based lending and you go. The only reason those people were willing to give me money was because I had spent months studying the market, studying the business, being coached by real estate investors, and again, finding deals. Let's go ahead and talk a
0: little bit about real estate before we move into the networking conversation. This is something obviously that I'm a huge proponent of. And if you listen to my show for any period of time, for those of you listening, you know that I'm involved in a few flips and we have some rental properties and stuff like that. And I personally believe that if you want to build wealth, long-term real estate is the most sure vehicle to do it with. So let's just like Quick ten minute conversation here, Brandon, about the basics of real estate investing. What do people need to know that they don't know? Like, what's the number one thing preventing people, and how can they overcome that?
2: Yeah, great question. So, the first thing with real estate is that when people say real estate, it's such a huge term, and so you know, I use this analogy. I, I got a, a book that I just recently wrote, and it I use this analogy in there of the story of the you probably heard it in another connotation, but the story of three blind guys walking through the jungle, and they trip into this big object, right? And the first one says they can't, you know, can't see. So they're feeling it. First guy says, you know, it feels like a a long rope. It's a long rope, it's movable, but it's kind of leathery. And the second guy goes, are you crazy? Uh, This is obviously a wall. It's like a brick wall. And the third guy says, you guys are both nuts. This is like a tree trunk. I'm put wrap my arms around it. And they end up you know, arguing about it for 20 minutes until finally the elephant gets up and walks away, right? So like the elephant is so big that the blind guys can't, they're all just touching a piece of it, right? Real estate's the same way. There's what you call real estate and I call real estate might be completely different. And that overwhelms a lot of people. So when you say I want to invest in real estate, well, what does that actually mean? And so I'm a big proponent in understanding as a whole, what real estate actually is and what are you talking about? So you know, there's a hundred, there's probably a thousand different paths you could take to get involved in real estate investing. So you figure out what that is. For most people, when they think of real estate, they're thinking buying rental properties or flipping houses. Those are the two most popular things. But even with that, are we talking single family or multifamily? Are we talking expensive area or cheap area? You can buy in Detroit for, you know, six bucks and a pack of smokes, or you can buy in <laughs> LA, you know, for a million five or whatever, or buy in Hawaii. And every area has got different things at work. And so because of that, everybody, get, a lot of people, newbies especially get overwhelmed. I mean, I'm sure people listening to this right now are going, shoot, that's a lot of information. I'm already overwhelmed, right? But the beauty is you don't have to be good at all of it. That's why I love listening to podcasts, especially, you know, if you're getting into real estate, listen to some real estate podcasts. It doesn't have to be ours, it's just any of them because you hear interviews of people and you're like, oh, I like what that guy's doing. Mm. And the, the great thing about real estate, one thing I love about it is that it's very similar to podcasting. You do not need to reinvent the wheel. It's been done. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you want to go, you're like, I got this great idea for a dog nail clipping service, right? There's nobody out there that you can really follow. Like you're just on your <laughs> own. Like, <laughs> but if you're like, I'm going to go do real estate. Okay, I'm going to do exactly what that guy does. I'm going to do the numbers the same way he does it. I'm going to get leads the same way. I'm going to analyze the same way. I'm going to make the same kind of offers. And at that point, it becomes a whole lot easier.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. So one of the biggest things that I hear probably most frequently is I don't have the money. Can you debunk that objection real quick?
2: Sure. Yeah. If you don't have the money, honestly, you can't invest in real estate. You probably should just sit down on the couch for the rest of your life and just you know, watch TV. <laughs> no. Okay. So yeah, the money thing I built, uh, so I'll first say this. I built my entire portfolio to begin with. Like, I mean, with, really I've built all of my portfolio using none of my own money. So it can be done. And I'm not that intelligent. I'm not that talented or networked. I'm just, if you want something, you're going to get it. And if not, you don't, right? There's a Jim Rohn quote that says like, if you truly want something, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. Hmm. And so that's the first thing I say is like, understand that it can be done. Secondly, understand that it's like a toolbox. I use this analogy a lot. So if you have a toolbox, my dad got me a toolbox when I was a senior in high school and he gave me one tool with it, a hammer. That's all I owned. So when I moved out on my own after high school, I had a hammer and that was it. So what can I do with a hammer, right? I could put a hole in the wall. I could hit an, <laughs> intruder, an intruder in my house. I could pull out a nail. I didn't even have a nail. I could nail in, right? All I had was a hammer. So if you only have one tool, you can do very few things. But if, as soon as I collected a screwdriver and some screws and a handsaw, I could build a swing set now, right? And as soon as I added on, you know, I, I could add on a jackhammer and scaffolding and a paint sprayer, I could build a house, right? The more tools you have in your toolbox, the more and bigger projects you can take on. That's how it is for real estate. The more tools you have in your mental toolbox for creatively putting together deals with no money, the better you are. So let me give you a couple of quick examples. If you want to invest in real estate, a really good strategy that new people can do we call house hacking. I mentioned it earlier. You buy like a duplex. You live in one unit, rent the other unit out. And if you do it right, if you buy a good deal, you can live for free. Uh, I have friends who live in some of the most expensive areas of the country and they live for free because they own a duplex or a triplex or a fourplex. And why why is that related to no money? Because there are loans that you can get when you're going to live in the property for a year, at least, which are almost no money down. Some are no money down. Point being, very, very little money needed for that. And then you just move out. And then yeah. you can hold on to it. So once you know that tactic, now, you can, now there's a whole new type of properties that are available for you to go and search. Mm-hmm. There's something called the burst strategy. There's something called the home equity line of credit. There's part. I mean, partnerships are like the easiest way, right? Let's go to networking mm-hmm. there, right? right you can connect right. with enough people. So I would say this, there's three things needed to put together a real estate deal. You need knowledge, you need hustle or like the work behind it. You need knowledge, you need hustle and you need money. But you only need two of those. So pick two, right? So if you don't have any knowledge and you don't want to gain knowledge, you're not going to read a book, attend a webinar, sit on a podcast, listen to a podcast, then you better have some hustle behind you and some money. And you'll still probably make mistakes. but Or if, if you don't have any money, get knowledge, get hustle. Because there are a hundred people out there who have, I mean, there are a million people out there, especially in today's economy, who have money. It's sitting there. They're scared the stock market's going to crash, which probably will at some point. What, they would love somebody to come in with knowledge and hustle. I say this on whenever I do these webinars, about an hour, hour and a half into it. I'm like, there's like, you know, 900 people here right now. Like, you guys have something way more valuable. And I'll say it right now on this thing the fact that you're listening to this podcast here, you know, whatever, half hour into it, like, there, you have something far more valuable than money. You've got grit, which is that knowledge and hustle combined, right? And that is way, worth way more than money. So, point being, find a partner who's got money and put together a deal. They bring the money, you bring the hustle and knowledge, done.
0: Yeah. So bottom line is this, if you want it bad enough, you can make it happen no matter what. Maybe 20 years ago, this would have been a little bit more difficult, but literally there's so many free resources out there now, including Brandon and Josh's podcast, Bigger Pockets, and all the communities and resources and templates and calculators and all the different things that they have set up to make it as easy as possible. So if you are sitting there thinking, I really want to do this, then find a way to do it. Don't find all the ways that it can't be done. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to learn more about how we've been able to get some of the guests to come on the show, I've created a totally free resource called Meet Your Hero. So if you'd like to connect with people you respect and admire that are difficult to reach, you're going to want to go to travischappell.com slash hero to take action and start that training today. Have a wonderful rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it.